Welcome to another fun filled Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in another color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakita McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brownhead. That's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter, X, and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, it's SidKid80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow Lakita McGee on the Twitter, X, and Kiosk again, IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, please follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. And while you're at it, please subscribe to our podcast at War Media Podcast. That's W-A-R-R Media, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. We are on all podcast platforms, including our Heart Radio app. And while you're at it, again, please follow War Media on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, X, Instagram, and YouTube at WARR Media. Once again, that's at War Media, WARR Media on all social media platforms. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions, do our, our two-hour extravaganza. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions and comments in the comments section. McKenna will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and don't do something silly or stupid or so-called quote-unquote scary, we know what day it is. But if you try any of those tricks, I've given McKenna the full power to give you fools the beer land beer boot. Toodles. But before we begin, we must remind you, you can also catch Sports on Chicago, now available on Roku TV. That's right, so celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on this sports folder and download that Roku, uh, sorry, download that Sports on Chicago app, rather. If you don't have a Roku television, you have, you have those handheld devices laying around, iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your Chromebook, or your PC. Just hit up the Google Play Store, download that Roku TV app, and access Sports on Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Uh, anytime, anywhere. And you know we will provide. And they were <clears> just <throat> the Chicago Theater uh, last night. And our, our buddy Kenny was actually with Kenna Davis from yeah. uh, War Media and NBC Sports Chicago. He said it was a kick-ass concert. I yeah, wish I, I was there. I know, I know. I wish, we, I, wish I would have gone too. But yeah. But yeah, we got a busy show coming up here on Second City Sports. We're going to switch gears and uh, you know, we're going to talk some uh, MLB. It's down to Final Four. The LCS commences starting tomorrow. Of course, we got our uh, college football week seven. So we're already like you know more than halfway through the season college football. And it goes by a little too quick. Mm-hmm. And of course, we got our girl Christine Manica for our NFL Week 6 pickups. We did not have a good week last week, Joe. We'll say all, all that misery for later. Um, and a whole lot more. You know, time for many, you know, maybe some sports media news and stuff like that. But first, we're going to switch gears here. Do a little bit, start with a little bit, something a little bit different. Quick turnaround for everybody, but especially the youngster. There's the guard dropping a back off to Dotto. Now the guard with a shot. Same final mark. Coming around is the guard. He scores! His first National Hockey League goal. All right, and that happy highlight was from TNT. And, of course, that's 
um, Kenny Albert and also to uh, Eddie Ochek. Eddie O with the call there as the Hawks you know, did lose, you know, but they start one and one. They beat Pittsburgh again. They beat the Penguins again. Then they lose mm-hmm. to uh, uh, Boston, but you know they're one and one. You know they play Montreal tomorrow and. But so not a bad start. I mean, it's not, and it's not just you know Connor Bedard. Of course, that'll be it'll be the first of many for Mr. Bedard that that first goal there. But the the Blackhawks are getting countries from, from many from other players. Yeah, don't forget about Ryan Donato, Corey Perry, and mm-hmm. Nick Felingo, who had the empty net goal in the season opener on Tuesday at Pittsburgh. Remember, we, we talked about it with our girl Brooke Laforno from thehockeywriters.com, and we we talked about how those veterans would help Connor Bedard tra- um, get used to. The, the life uh, as an NHL player, not just on the ice, but off the ice. But those veterans paid huge dividends in their game on Tuesday as they came back from the 2-0 deficit to beat Pittsburgh 4-2. As I mentioned, uh, Seth Jones as well, from the from, from the defensive perspective, he really angered that top top blue line. Also, too, as I mentioned, Corey Perry and Nifalingo, uh, they've done fine. But you know what, Lakina? Jason, uh-huh. uh, not Jason, Peter, not I'm thinking about Peter. the singer, but Peter, Mur- Peter Morassic, uh, who started the game, <laughs> who started the, who started the game in net for the Blackhawks on Tuesday. He had 38 saves on opening night. And you could tell that this Hawks team is still going to be a young team. They still going to have to find their way. But this, the opening night victory, uh, their performance was very much different, almost a 360 from what happened last year in Colorado, because we all knew that that, that team was tanky, even though they didn't have any talent, but you saw no quitting these guys, Lakina. They're going to have to learn on the ice as the season goes along, but they had no quitting them on Tuesday. They really didn't have any quitting them on Wednesday. Boston just played better from periods, uh, the last two periods on. But going back to that game on Tuesday, Lakina, you have to be proud of you, a Hawks fan. Even if you're just a casual hockey fan, these guys played with energy. They didn't give up. And like I said, Peter Morazic deserved my – he was my first star in the game. He had 38 saves for the Hawks. He kept the Hawks in it for a while in, in that Pittsburgh game. So, like you mentioned, the, the Hawks got contributions all around or all around the team for their victory on Tuesday, and that's what they're going to need going forward. And of course, you're going to have better talent that's called up, maybe at the trade-down line or perhaps, you know, whatever happens between now and the end of the regular season coming up in early April. But – this team will give you effort. I'm not saying they didn't last year, Lakina. They did, but they didn't have the talent. But they have a little bit more veteran talent now in key positions, especially around the first line with Connor Bedard. But uh, this team will give you effort from periods one to three, and if they play in overtime and what have you. But you want to get a 60-plus minute effort from this group every night, and that's what you had to be most proud of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Morazic's video has looked really good so far for the Hawks on on goal. And look, they really didn't have a goalie last year, so I think he's definitely been you know kind of like one of the bright spots. We're only two games in, but seeing some of the contributions from some of the other players, you know, not just Radard, but you know, also Dio you know, Dickinson, you know, being a part of, of that little that little you know veteran line. I mean, like, I think he's only what twenty eight, I think, Sid, and mm-hmm. you know, like, he got in that scrap on Wednesday. Yeah, he did, and uh, that was actually you know, that was actually a little bit you know pretty funny, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, he's definitely he's gonna be the, the youngest of that line with. Perry and the rest of those guys. So this is gonna enter Renato. So it's just gonna get very interesting. Look, the Hawks is gonna give a lot of teams fits. We're not expecting them to you know be right there for the division or mm-hmm. perhaps even do you know playoff spot. But this is gonna be a team that look, you know, you saw you know Pittsburgh again, they got Pittsburgh's number, at least for right now, a little bit more, but they kept Pittsburgh going to the playoffs last season. And the Bedard that goalie scored on Wednesday, uh, he's actually the second youngest um you know player in in, in, the, in the franchise history to notch a, a point in you know, his debut behind, of course, Eddie O, who did it, you know, back in 1984 against Detroit. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
a lot of history all around for this team. And look, I think the Blackhawks, look, they're going to be an exciting team you know, to watch. And look, you saw the raise for that thing. I don't know the raise for the Wednesday's game count, but I know for Tuesday's game, it was like one of the highest rated regular season hockey games in years. So you got to think that you know the, the buzz around Badar is actually you know, happening. And seeing people that we don't know who don't watch hockey try to watch and people who stop watching after the Blackhawks, you know, dynasty, if you will, even mm-hmm. you know, the snow that felt, you know, kind of jaded after what happened off the ice with, you know, during that time, seeing, you know, folks getting excited about hockey again. I, th- I know Danny Words wants to, you know, try to bring that excitement and, you know, help with that. They've got two, they had two nationally televised games already very well. I think the networks are realizing that he's going to be the kind of like one of the faces for the future. Yeah, and, and the, the numbers did prove that, Lakina, with the with the game on Wednesday on TC, that was the highest uh opening regular season game on that on that network's history ever. So you could tell I know it was two games in, but I like like I said on Twitter the other night, the hype is real. And the NHL still has a lot of work to do of promoting their own stars and, mm-hmm. and, and getting fans uh, to watch, uh, casual fans to watch their game. And then the, uh, as we talked about with our, with our girl Rachel Kopchak over the years, I hope we will have her on this program down the road. But you got to get into some outside areas and, and normally with other groups of people in society that you don't uh, normally uh, market your game to. You got to get those other people that, that are curious, they're curious about the game, they're interested in it, watching your game. You got to cater to your those people as well, not just your hardcore fan base to come in and watch your games, not just watch them on television, but go and watch it in person. I said this for years, Lakina, because we've both been to numerous sporting events throughout our lives. But I'll say this, I said this years ago, I'll say it again. It's cool watching hockey on television, but it's a better sport watching it there live. Yeah, it's nothing like you'll feel. You feel the hit, especially if you're near, like, in the, in the glass. It's actually pretty cool. And going back to what you said about promoting it, I mean, look, you know, Snoop Dogg has said that he wants to, uh, you know, he's, he's called a couple of hockey. I remember he called some hockey games, you know, in, in Tampa for the Lightning. So, you know, having somebody there like a Snoop Dogg that you probably. In the Kings, see, too, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's too. Yep. And, uh, look, you want that's the kind of person you want to kind of try and promote. Uh, your sport and get more people to come in and sort of like see okay like this is a, this is sort of like a sport where people would want to check out and you have you have your black stars you know in the league to kind of try to promote around and I think look the NHL overall just needs to do better at promoting their their people and their their uh, their sport because they've never they've never been really good at it I mean you know if you remember even when you know Gretzky and you know Messi and a lot of those guys were playing mm-hmm. they were there really wasn't a lot of promotion I think it was really literally word of mouth of how you know. How like you know that's how we came like kind of a, like a niche sport if you will and look I mean if you have a, a, a once in a generation star like Bedard I mean you want to try to promote him as much as you can and look the the wins look that all happened over time but you want to try to get people to kind of watch it and look Connor McDavid something you know, over the well Sidney Crosby as I mentioned and then you got Connor McDavid you know and those guys you know aside that those are the kind of you know names that you people need to see and look having Bedard and other the, or that other group of younger guys that that's going to be the key that's going to if you want to keep hockey you know kind of like on the up and up you're going to have to start promoting your guys more you listen to second city sports the friday edition right here on sports on chicago we're live in the living color uh, second city sports Sid lakina hanging out here with you as a chicago fan sports fan uh are you buying into the kind of Bedard hype or are you in the wait and see mode to, to see how this translates? Lakina, I was just thinking about this over the last 48 hours or so. Of course, we were a little, I don't want to say toddlers, but we were little kids when Michael Jordan made his debut in 1984 against those ugly ass uniforms in the Washington Bulls, even though I liked them personally. But mm-hmm. of course, you remember the uh, Derrick Rose's debut in October 2008. 
Of course, he won Rookie of the Year, of course, in, in that 08-09 season. You saw what he did in that first playoff game against the Celtics. And, of course, uh, we saw debuts of Chris Bryant with the part of that Cubs team back in 2015. And we saw the debut of Eloy Jimenez, Joe Lesser State here in Chicago back in 2019. Can you remember a rookie that was so hyped just like this, like uh, with Connor Bedard? I think, the, just to be fair, I'm talking about just keeping it in Chicago. The only thing I could come that, that came to my mind was Jordan. But remember, folks, especially for our younger viewers and listeners, there was no social media back then. There was no internet. Cable TV was starting to become a thing back then. But the, the hype for Jordan was real, but it was nothing close to this. Yeah, and if you could probably even you know, say with the Blackhawks, you know, look, when, when Kane and Taves, you know, remember, Kane played first and Tave made, Taves made his debut like a, a couple uh, you know, a couple of games later. And I don't even think that there was a lot. I mean, there was there was some hype around it you know, that people thought that they would both be good. But, you know, there wasn't like this massive, like, you know, hysteria. Well, I don't want to say hysteria, but this massive sort of like, you know, the hoopla around both of them as, you know, what Bedard is. I mean, it made it, you know, social media has made it 10 times, you know, like bigger. And look, he's only, he just turned 18 a couple of months ago. So you got to think that he may mm-hmm. have another growth spurt. He might, you know, might get, you know, I'm sure he's going to get, you know, buffer and, you know, a little bit faster. So I, I think, look, he can only improve, you know, his skill set and such. If he's successful and then the team's successful, Look, I know people are not too crazy about the Hawks for various reasons, and you know, in some cases, you know, for you know, legitimate reasons. But this mm-hmm. could be the time where you may you, you may find yourself here for Bedard and the Blackhawks. So, yeah, like I said, curiosity as the, as the old saying goes, curiosity kills the cat. Uh, I know this for sure. Uh, these two areas that the Blackhawks will not have problems uh, in merchandising. And tickets. I'm not going to say it's going to be a sellout like it was back in the Stanley Cup days, but the the, the hype is will. And you're going to get a little bit more people out there, in my opinion. As long as Connor Bedard stays healthy, you're going to get a little bit more people out there to come to the United Center and uh, watch Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks play. I think mm-hmm. most knowledgeable Chicago sports fans, if you're a casual hockey fan, they understand that the Hawks are not going to be good this year. Maybe next year, I doubt it, but at least for this year. They're not. They're not going to be. Uh, they're not going to be good as far as the playoffs. I think they'll be slightly better, but they're not. We know they're not a Stanley Cup contender. I don't think they're going to be a, a contender for the playoffs. But you have a start to build around the Connor Bedard, and like I said, like you know, I like his sticks uh, handling skills ability, mm-hmm. and also he's a very aggressive round in that. He put up about twelve or thirteen shots on goal, you know, in the first game against Pittsburgh. That kid is active and aggressive, and that's what you like to see in a superstar. His hockey IQ is already. High already is going to get better if it once his career really takes off. Uh, we've seen the, the world spurs in him already, and this is going to get better if he keeps his head on straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he seems like to have a good, good support system. I know his parents are there. I know his brother is there too. So, you know, I think it's good to have that support system. And I think he's got the old guys around. I know that uh, that's where you brought on guys like Perry and your guys that are kind of like you'll know, be sort of like like the mentors, if you will. So mm-hmm. I think that he'll definitely be you know just fine in that department. And look, look, you saw him you know go right there you know with Sidney Crosby on Wednesday on Tuesday and, and mm-hmm. with a lot of you know those, those, you know, those guys on on, on, on in, the, in the Brewers on uh, Wednesday. So yeah, I mean he look, he's ready. But like I said, you know, he'll get better as he gets further further. You know, he kind of you know a little bit speed is take handling skills and. Just you, know, you can kind of tell that you know this is a guy that seems to know what he's doing. So he'll be his skills will only get better as he gets older. So I'm not worried about him now. Real quick with the scheduling, Arizona and uh, the Devils. This, this is for tonight, by the way. The Penguins and the and the uh, 
the Capitals, probably one of the last times we'll see Crosby and uh, Ovi play each other. That game will be streamed on ESPN Plus and also on Hulu. Remember, some of these games are going to be on Hulu. Yeah, so he's going to be on Hulu for the first time. And you can catch that Hawks KDN's game on NHL Net. So if you have NHL Network, you know, you can catch that out and all the other games. Yeah, and locally here on NBC Sports Chicago, that's yeah. tomorrow night at six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our buddy Chris Boss is real. I hope you found some good poutine, poutine, or whatever you call that. Uh, <laughs> I know he's been, you know, he was asking for it. So, uh, you know, you can catch that game as well. And uh, another NHL Network game, you got Tampa and Ottawa on Sunday. I, you know, they looked really good their first game out. Uh, Carolina and Anaheim at 7.30 also. So a lot of these games are going to be on NHL uh, Power Play on ESPN Plus. A lot of these games are going to be streaming. So make sure you guys check your local listings for some of those uh, some of those games you want to stream on your local locally, I mean. The baseball playoffs continues to roll on as the league championship series are set, and the Bulls played their second preseason game last night at the UC against the different Nuggets. That and a whole lot more as Second City Sports continues on this Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.
Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Welcome back to Second City Sports on this fun Friday, Friday fun edition. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter, X, and the IG at SidK80. Once again, that's SidK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter, X at Kina's Gorgina, IG. We have less than 85 minutes left of this extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comments section. McKenna will get them up on the screen for you. All right, Sid. So uh, let's go to the Diamond and Talks on baseball. We're down to the final four as it'll be Texas and Houston. That series starts on Sunday. And in the NL, you got uh, the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. I mean, look, if you had any that co- you had that combination in, you know, in the LCS, I mean, I want to know what the Powerball numbers or Mega Millions numbers were tonight <laughs> because I-, I seriously doubt some people uh, had that now. Jeez, uh, where do you want to start, Sid? Because I kind of... Like, you want to start with last night, Atlanta and Philly. Uh, yeah, let's Philly, start there. <laughs> yeah, Philly beat uh, Atlanta 3-1. to They beat, well, the series 3-1, and also also 3-1. to And, you know, it's been it's really been sort of one of those things where, like, they're hitting. It feels like this – we talked about this before we started recording. The Phillies seem like they're on a mission. And, look, you know, Kyle Schwarber, you know, even though he didn't, you know, he didn't do too much you know, last night, but – you know, there were, you know, he did sort of his he did his thing you know, the, the night before. And the Castellanos, if you saw that great home run he hit on um on two on Wednesday, uh, you saw his little boy. He was you know jumping for joy. My mom was actually you know, very <laughs> sad about that. Uh, of course, Bryce Harper. I mean, you know, also that same day. I mean, did they ever find that that find that baseball? I mean, I know it's out there somewhere, but uh, you know, what do you think? <laughs> you know, we said this that the Phillies could upset. Well, if you want to call it an upset, the Braves. And uh, look, I mean, the Braves. I mean. Look, Acuna, you know, just didn't have the best hits when he when he had to. Matt Matt Olson was pretty much a no show during the series. Um, you know, they, you know, they, 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 you know, of course, uh, Bryce Harper and uh, um, Orlando Garcia had you know, a little bit of a tiff when he when Harper hit a home run. So, you know, that's a call a little bit mm-hmm. of a tip. But but but, but even so, what do you think about that series? Yeah, it came down to clutch hitting, like you said. Philadelphia had it, the the Atlanta Braves didn't. The Philadelphia Phillies hit 11 home runs during that four-game series. That, that's just incredible. You mentioned about the the supporting cast members that stepped up last night, especially with Nick Castellanos. But I thought the game, last night's game turned when Ronald Acuna uh, Jr. was at the play in the seventh inning. The, the Braves were trailing 3-1. They had the bases loaded. And Robbie Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, yeah. decided to bring in Craig Kimbrough. I thought that was the game last night. He had Ronald Cunha Jr. talking about Kimbrough to pop out to center field. And I thought that was the ball game. Now, the Braves did get a couple people on in that ninth inning, but you could tell that that, that that team was deflated. They just couldn't get it going at the end there. Now, going back to game two when Austin Riley hit that go-ahead home run, that was amazing. You could tell that that – dugout was basically dead because Philadelphia were a couple of outs away of taking that series. Looking back at that series, now they, they should have swept the Braves the way they were playing, but mm-hmm. Atlanta has something left in game two. But 
I thought that game three, uh, the Braves were deflated. They did try to fight back last night, but like I said, Morano Acuna Jr. popping out with the bases loaded last night. I thought that was it for, for Atlanta. I, it turned out I was right. So, like you mentioned, Philadelphia is on, on a mission this year. They also got, got great starting pitch as well. Don't forget about the performance with Zach really did early yeah. in that series. So, he's going to be huge against another surprise opponent we'll talk about in just a moment. But uh, it's not a mistake that Philadelphia got here. Uh, like you said, give them credit for winning it, but it's, the, it's that Braves team that, that choked as well. Yeah, a combination of both, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking, speaking of the other team, you know, of course, the Diamondbacks, they're the first team in MLB posted history with four home runs in an inning. That was in that, that game, that, that clinching game there. And, uh, you know, they did it, you know, in the single inning, you know, off Lance Lynn of all people. You know, go figure with that with That kind of – look, I mean, the, the, you know, unfortunately once they, you know, got seven uh, – what was it, six or seven runs off of Clayton Kershaw on that first game, you kind of figured that that was going to be kind of like it's, you know, for the Dodgers. And, you know, look, you give them credit. I mean, like you said, they're playing with house money. They're just, you know, kind of – you know, kind of snuck in on a lot of people. And uh, look, the Cubs could have done that. I mean, you you, you kind of wonder mm-hmm. if the Cubs are. You kind of think, oh crap. I mean, you look, we could have done. You know, they could have done that. So, uh, but look at but think about this for the Dodgers. I mean, they had three seventeen regular season wins in the last three seasons and have zero World Series appearances to show for it. That's the most by any team in a three-year span in which they did not reach the World Series. They also we'll talk about the Orioles in a second, but you know, with the Orioles and the Dodgers, both games swept. This is the first time that multiple 100-win uh, teams were swept in a single postseason. So for me, you know, we'll get into the whole bigger conversation about should they change the format and whatnot, because that was that was a big, you know, big you know, uh, to-do on Twitter, but oh, Twitter X. But uh, what do you think about the Diamondbacks? I mean, look, we, we know that they're, they're great. We talked, we've been talking about, like, the last few weeks. You thought that maybe after that little tiff, I'd be swept by the Dodgers. You thought that they were that was done. They were able to kind of pick themselves up, and I think, you know, sweeping that Cubs series, they helped them. Now, can it keep up against the Phillies team that looks like they're kind of like, you know, on my mission as well? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I forgot the manager's name for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he was in, he was being interviewed by Great Amsinger on MLB Network when they clinched the other night. And he talked about uh, Greg asked him uh, what was the moment for him that he thought that the, that the Diamondbacks could do damage in the playoffs. He said, you know, winning those series against the Cubs uh, in September, he, he thought that the Diamondbacks manager thought that that Toy his Lavuel. team could do something special. Excuse me? Tori Lavoul, that's what you're talking about. Tori Lavoul, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, Tori uh, was speaking to Greg. He was like, yeah, after beating the Cubs in both those series in September, he thought that they could do something special, which he, he, it turned out he, he's correct. But we talked about it last week, Lakina, going into that Dodgers series. I thought that the Dodgers was going to win, but I thought it was going to be kind of sort of close. But as I mentioned last about this time last week, Arizona's playing with house money. They've, they've been on a roll. They swept Milwaukee in that wild card series in two straight games, and they carried that momentum right into the Dodgers series. Looking at, they scored nine runs on top of Arizona in the first two games in the first inning of their series, and that's where it really set the tone. Of course, you mentioned what they did the other night in, in Arizona, hitting four solo home runs to beat the Dodgers. But they have a young group, you know, led by, by Corbin Carroll, and don't forget about Zach Gallen as well, who started game two of that series. And don't forget about Gurriel, one of the, those young mm-hmm. veterans as well. So, uh, they have, And Tommy Pham, who had a great series as well for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they got a nice mixture of young veterans and young v- veterans and young players. And 
they're going to give Philadelphia all they can hear, handle uh, in coming up in the National League Championship Series. I know Philadelphia is a heavy favorite, but um, don't count out Arizona. They, Like I said before, if they're playing with the house money, they should feel no pressure. Yeah, Definitely no one expected them to, to be here, especially the way they uh, dismissed the Dodgers. Yeah, but I, I think it's one of those things where you're kind of like, you know, you know, if you look at the two ways, I mean, they could probably say, look, you know, we got this far, you know, let's just, you know, let's, you know, we'll, we'll see the, like I said, the Phillies are not, you know, this is not their first rodeo for the Phillies. So I think a mm -hmm. lot of those guys are still there from last year. They had a taste of it. I think they want to go back this year. And I feel like they're kind of like, you know, locked in. And I don't think they're going to look too far ahead with the Diamondbacks as far as that concerned. But like I said, if they set the tone early in game one, they will play those, they will play on Monday, by the way. Um, it's gonna get very interesting to see if you can, if you, if they can kind of do that. I mean, look, if they can sort of like jump on them early, like do what they try to do to the, they did to the Dodgers and both to the Milwaukee to some extent as well. Get the mm -hmm. get to them early and you know get you know Kyle Schwarmer and Bryce Harper to kind of you know sort of slow down and kind of like set the tone offensively. And I think that's gonna be the key. If you, as they say, you know, put the foot on their necks in them early. You can kind of just you can kind of like just you know kind of like vote their will if you want. And look, the inexperience. Look, we've seen it happen before. And the experienced team, kind of like, oh, crap. I mean, this is, oh, you know, this is getting you know, too much for us. But mm -hmm. we'll see. I mean, they, look, you know, Cobra Carroll is going to be the runaway uh, NL Rookie of the Year. So, you know, you know, we know Christian Walker and, you know, all those guys and, and such. But, yeah, but these are, you know, Schwarber has a ring. You got your, you're facing veteran guys that know what to do and know how to win. So this is going to be very interesting. It's interesting contrast. And also, too, it's going to come down to both the starting pitching and the bullpens. Of course, Philadelphia's bullpen has been outstanding so far in, in these playoffs. Arizona's, too, to a lesser extent. To, to a lesser extent but I want to see how the Arizona starters step up because now they're facing a uh, – don't get me wrong, the Dodgers lineup is a stacked lineup with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Best. Both those guys didn't do anything. But Arizona's going to face a much better balanced lineup with the Philadelphia Fields. Only see how they started starters uh, fair against that line. Keep if you keep Cal Schwarber, Bryce Harper, and Trey Turner off base, you have a great chance of win uh, of, of winning some games in this series. Should be very interesting there. And of course, on the flip side, on the AL, you got the you know, two teams that know each other pretty well in the, in the AL West. You got Texas and Houston. And look, you know, our, our buddy Brandon's not here, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little offended by that, you know, Brandon, because uh, you know, I thought that maybe <laughs> your Astros are facing your, uh, you know, the, the Rangers. And I think for me, you know, the Rangers, they they swept the Orioles. I did not think that would happen. I, I think they kind of exposed the mm -hmm. Orioles' uh, middle relief, you know, issues and the pitching issues and such. So mm -hmm. they were able to kind of get in there early. Uh, look, we know Corey Seager can get on base. Uh, Adolis Garcia, he's one of those guys where you probably don't know too much about, but he's a guy that is very dangerous. Of course, we know about Houston too. You know, Alvarez, you probably say he might be you know, a candidate for AL MVP. Kyle Tucker, we know how great he is. We saw what we saw in last year's uh, playoffs. So for me, I think the key is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. like these two are, like I said, it's, it's going to be a chess match. This, this, this could probably go, go seven, I think. I hope it does go seven for the entertainment aspect of it, but. Looking at this from the Rangers' perspective first, don't forget you're getting Max Scherzer back uh, for this uh, American League Championship Series. Will he start or will it be used coming out of the bullpen? You know, Bruce Bochy, their manager, has a, has some great problems there. Number mm -hmm. two, on the Houston side, now with their bullpen um, being uh, back stable with um, Presley as their closer, uh, Doug Stanek, my guy, as uh, one of the best setup men, uh, in baseball for Houston, uh, their their bullpen has been solid. You saw that in the last two games of that series against Minnesota. But 
as we said during the regular season, Lakina, and I'll say it here as we uh, continue to preview this American League Championship Series, it's going to be the office of the Houston Astros that's going to carry the day uh, for that team. You mentioned about Yodan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker. Don't forget about Jose Altuve. Abreu. And, of course, hashtag Pito, Jose Abreu. His back <laughs> came alive the last two games of that twin series as well. So, And this this is for the first time that Jose Abreu will be playing in, in the League Championship Series. And so he's he has a lot of confidence. His bat is broken up as well. So uh, Houston will be the favorites. But for Texas, uh, Nathan Navaldi, Max Scherzer, Dane Dunning, former White Sox president, uh, the pressure is going to be on those three guys to keep uh, keep that tame that Houston Astros lineup. And also, too, for their Rangers bullpen, they're going to have a tall task as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, like I said, these two teams know each other very well. So uh, it's going to get interesting. You know, could that be you know, kind of like – so they did carry through this. Actually, this the Astros' seventh straight uh, ALCS appearance. Only the Braves, you know, who did an eight straight from '91 to '99, have a longer LCS streak since that round began in 1969. So, for me, what do you think? You know, well, again, I mean, I, I kind of feel like this is sort of one of those things where it's really going to come down. To, like you said, if we get a Scherzer Verlander we'll matchup, we'll probably never get. We won't get that, obviously. But uh, you know, that'll be kind of funny. But uh, I mean, look, for me, I think this, like you said. Who's gonna set the, will will be the pitch that's at the tone or will it be the hitting in the mm-hmm. in the postseason? You know, both could play. You know, be wild cards and be big factors. So this is gonna get interesting to see like who will have the edge on that. So uh, it should get it should be a really good series. Hopefully, it does go seven. I think you know just for our pure amusement. But let, let's talk about this real quick. Um, there are people that have said on Twitter X and other places that should the format of the playoffs be changed? You saw the top two seeds on um, both leagues, you know, get eliminated in both in some case, most cases got swept. So what do you think? I mean, for me, I kind of feel like you're going to have to change it up a little bit. I mean, you could tell that, you know, with the Orioles and the Dodgers having like four or five days off, that kind of came back to bite them in the butt. So I would say like, maybe just, you know, maybe, maybe not too many, Maybe eliminate one of the wild cards, or perhaps maybe just you know have the you know, that 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 game after that game you play that you know two days later instead of waiting like four three or four days or something. That that that's commanded for me if you want to try if you want to keep the multiple wild cards and sustain it, but maybe just kind of change up a little bit and just you know kind of change how the format works. Or 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 they'll never do this, but make the season shorter. End the season mid September. That way by October you'll be talking about the LCS in the World Series. Um, that's just my opinion. But you know they're not going to do that because your players' union voted for these changes for the you know, for the playoffs, so that's never going to happen. I would agree with you on that. On the first part is about them not having four or five days off because of the wild card series, maybe shorten it to three or four days. But outside of that, let's be honest: those teams that you just mentioned with the higher seeds, they just didn't get it done. And I, I get it that those teams that played in the wild card series, as you mentioned, with with Arizona and they, Philadelphia. they do have the momentum. They they have they do have the momentum, but it's up to the other team to to bring it in. They just didn't do it. They and you in Texas, sorry, uh, Texas was the other wild card team that that swept Tampa Bay in their mm-hmm. American League wild card series. But those two teams, yes, they did have the momentum. But those uh, those teams that sat around for four or five days, I get it. That's baseball, but. You have to bring it in, and they got outworked and not executed. They just got to accept it for what it is. Could be an interesting uh, conversation. I'm sure that's going to be people are going to be talking about it too, especially if if you're Fox, 
you probably with, with the four teams left, you may want to Astros Phillies World Series again, which actually rated pretty well last year. So mm-hmm. the storylines are there. So I, I think if you're a Fox, that's probably what you're cheering for. I kind of think. But uh, remember, he had a no hitter. I believe it was in Game Four last year of that World Series. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. yeah. Yep. So. uh We'll see. So it could get very interesting uh, with this series coming up. And of course, like I said, tomorrow, I mean, no, Monday, I should say, oh, Sunday, I should say, it'll be uh, Texas and Houston. The game one, that series will be on Fox. And on, of course, we'll talk about it on Monday, but on Monday, it'll be a double header. You got Fox and FS1 will have game two of the ALCS, Texas and Houston. And it'll start game one. Remember, the NLCS is on TBS. And the game one of that series will start Monday at seven o'clock. And that is your schedule for the MLB playoffs. This is Second City Sports on Sports Social Chicago. Lakeen McGee, Sydney Brown with you. And oh, so we got a few more minutes. So uh, let's go to the hardwood and uh, talk a little bit of. This is your time to continue to show Coach Billy Donovan that you can do it. Oh, late shot clock, Kobe White. There's a steal at the sideline of Craig. Oh, this is where you got to make that. Here he is. Kobe White buries it. Unbelievable season in G League last year. MVP. Oh, oh Andre Drummond with a hand. So, back to back threes. Here's Phil. Oh, oh wow. Duck and cover. Oh, good pass. Up ahead, Terry. Oh, oh yes. The Bulls, be aggressive. Keep attacking the rim. It's Jackson. It's three. The Nuggets, by the way, still have no second chance points Crazy. in the game. Nice pass. Another pocket pass. Got to make Taylor that. For Terry. Got to make that. Got it. And those highlights were from NBC Sports Chicago. You heard Jason Minetti uh, filling in for Adam Amin. And also, too, of course, the one, the only, the, the, the incomparable Mr. Stacey King. As the Bulls beat the rainy uh, champs, Nuggets, the 133-124 in double overtime, which if you're if you agree with our buddy Matt Peck from CHO Bulls, we'll, we'll definitely get those guys on. Uh, for our preview show coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, they played that game way too long. I mean, some people said they should have been a tie, so you don't want to expand a lot yeah, of just, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about this this morning when I woke up uh, getting prepared for this live broadcast. If you're in a professional sports, I don't care if it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, you do not want to play any overtime, any extra minutes than you need to in the preseason because – of especially veteran guys that are trying to get ready for the regular season. I know these preseason games are for rookies and and guys on the bubble trying to make the team, but you don't want to play any overtime games, and it, it was just unnecessary. But uh, getting back to the actual game itself, uh, the Bulls outside of that second quarter, which they got kind of sloppy, turning the ball over, throwing up lazy passes. I thought that the, that first unit looked good. Looking, I know this year that the Bulls are talking about uh, um, bringing up more three-point shooting, playing with pace, and they did that in the first quarter last night. For the game, the Bulls shot 36% for three-point range. They grabbed 56 rebounds, and, and off those points, they had 34 assists. So when you share the basketball and get everybody involved, good things will happen. Now, as I said before, and I'll say it again, Lakina, uh, hopefully when um, when the season starts, you get Nikolai Vucevic more involved into the offense. You don't need him to shoot threes all the time, even though we know he can hit them. When he has the matchup advantage in the post, you feed him the ball. Now, whether he scores every time or not, that's up to him. But you got to involve him in the involve him in the offense. When you do that, it makes uh, Zach Levine's job that much easier. Demar Derozan's 
job, job that must eat you. And don't forget about Kobe White, who started his second game match, the starting point guard last night. It's going to make his job much easier, too. And also, too, I want to get your thoughts on this. What do you think about the, the play of newcomers Tory Craig and Javon Carter? Javon Carter in particular has looked good with, for me so far. Yeah, these yeah, we show you why he's one of the one of the most sought after veterans you know, coming in. So uh, you know that of course Chris is he's a local kid too, he went to Proviso East. So uh he's a guy that can kind of, you know, you know, get some get to the point and perhaps you know get you a couple of threes if you need it to kind of like you know ice a game, you know, pull away. So uh he looked really good. Tory Tory Cray looked really good as well. And uh Julian Phillips, like you know, the rookie from Tennessee, he actually looked pretty good. He had some uh he, he had some big shots in the double overtime. So, yeah, that highlight uh, dunk too is nice. <laughs> Yes, that was. You know, he could definitely jump really high if you saw him at Tennessee. So, uh, I mean, overall, a good win, like you said, Sid. I mean, I'm not a big fan of, you know, like, they should have just been a tie. Like, you know, after the first overtime, you don't want to, like, spend a lot of energy. So, uh, but, mm -hmm. but again, you know, the good news is that, you know, the, the guys, you know, the, the stars didn't play that many minutes. It was re really more like the guys that are trying to make the team and get a spot on the squad. So, uh, you know, I'm not not too miffed about that. So, uh, it is what is there. But, like I said, the Bulls look really good. And, look, you know, we know that, Though they're not going to smell too much. I'm talking about the uh, the Nuggets. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. both, both Jokic and Murray only play 18 minutes. You, Aaron Gordon only played 18 minutes. So yeah, you're not going to get a lot of the, they didn't be you know, a lot of guys that didn't play. So uh, you know, look, it, it, they, they looked good. I'm talking about the Bulls, and they look, uh, we'll just keep improving these next three uh, preseason games. Yeah, just while this is on my mind, uh, us at Second City Sports and Sports All Chicago would like to send our condolences to Mike Malone, his family, yeah. on the passing of his father, uh, former NBA assistant and head coach uh, Brendan Malone, who passed away the other day. Um, uh -huh. I know the, Mike Malone wasn't there on the sidelines last night. He's, he's grieving yeah. for the loss of his father. We, we just want to send our uh, best well wishes to uh, to the Mike Malone family. But uh, getting back to the Bulls, Lakina, I, I saw uh, Andre Drummond last night, six points and 13 rebounds. He got some <laughs> extended minutes last night. As um, I think our guy Lamont Scott last year said this, I think that Billy Donovan was saving him in the second half for the second half of the season. He did get some run, but he did not play in that playing game final against the Miami bad Heat. Idea. In a, in, yeah, it was a bad idea. I remember we talked about it at the time, but you know how upset I was about that too. But yeah, I'm just thinking that hopefully Billy Donovan has learned his lesson. I know it's about matchups against certain teams on certain nights, but you would think that he hopefully that Billy Donovan will learn his lesson, play Andre Drummond a little bit more because this team still struggles in the rebounding department. Yes, you got Vooch there, but and you got P. Will Patrick Williams for those of you scoring at home, but. Uh, this team still struggles rebounding the basketball at times, especially on the offensive end. And Andre Drummond does bring that energy as far as rebounding uh, off the bench. Yeah, he can be a pain in the butt sometimes. Of course, we know that. But like you said, he's in the, in, especially in the front, especially in that you know, in the on the uh, at the at the point on the inside, he could be you know mm -hmm. kind of like you know that you know, that guy that kind of like keeps guys at bay and. You know how I felt about that, that he did not, you know how upset, uh, how upset I was, you know, last spring when that yeah. happened, that he didn't, he, I was not very happy. Go back to the, uh, the, the tapes, well, well, you know, the, the, the old shows on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was not happy about that. So hopefully he can be a little bit more of a factor, especially if this close, especially with these, you know, with these better teams, he can be, you know, that guy in the inside, be kind of like that. Look, is he a pain in the blood? Sure. But once, 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 you know, when you ask him to, he will uh, deliver. And you saw him deliver a couple of times last year. So, you know, Miami, who knows what would have happened if, if the Bulls would have won that play, that playing game. But, you know, it is what it is with that. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I think, look, you know, just overall, just keep improving. You'll know, get guys minutes. You'll know, see if Kobe is capable of, you know, playing, you know, at the point. I know Io looked, you know, really good too. So, again, overall, not a bad game by the Bulls yesterday.
Yeah, as you mentioned with Andre Drummond, you're going to need him, especially against the top-tier teams in the Eastern Conference, like Philadelphia, who has a strong front line, definitely against Milwaukee and against Boston as well. So he's going to be huge uh, for this Bulls team as the Bulls hopefully will try to improve this year and get back to the playoffs, which they missed out on a year ago. Yeah, remember he gave Giannis a lot of fits too, remember? So uh, mm-hmm. you know, Giannis doesn't like playing him, so we'll see what happens with that hour number one in the books, hour number two straight ahead. This is Second Seed Sports on Sports of Chicago. It's Football Friday. We kick things off with the uh, with week seven of NF of uh, the NCAA football. We're already like halfway through the season. Good grief, yo, the season's gone by quick with some interesting matchups. And uh, Kyle Weber could play a role in some of these matchups as well. And of course, you know, we'll preview uh, Vikings uh, Bears. Yay. <laughs> the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the uh, NFL, NFL uh, week six, of course, we're going to Christine Manica, KXRB, and a whole lot more football coming up. Second season sports on Sports of Chicago. We'll have football talk coming up right after this. my lane no not at all are you not paying attention are you texting i was just checking in with my mom i was telling her that i thought we'd be home by six it's okay there's enough time just pay attention i'm not even halfway through my text there's no way i'm not even going to look up my babies are in the car you have to pay attention it's just supposed to be a quick text i'm so sorry Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DoDEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference.
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports. As we transition down to Football Friday, right here on Sports Soul Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your show on the Twitter, X and the IG at mm-hmm. SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow my Keita McGee on the Twitter, X at Keita again, the IG. We have 60 minutes left or so this is in this extravaganza we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comments section. McKenna will get them up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. All right, so let's kick off our football Friday. We're talking some college. Uh, we're already at week seven, so we're already like more than halfway through the season. Uh, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, West Virginia uh, did what they could. I mean, they were down, I think, like 35 to three, but they were able to you know, catch up. They scored like 35 unanswered. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a crazy game that they tied in against you know, Houston, uh, won it in uh, overtime with, uh, well, won it with a field goal. So they mm-hmm. were able to beat, <laughs> they were able to beat, uh, Houston was able to beat uh, West Virginia. Uh, 41 to 39. That was a, a crazy game because I did not watch the Thursday night game yesterday. Just a, a little a quick uh, side note there. Um, SU beat uh, East Carolina 31 to 10. I know our buddy Tuan Staley was the East ECU grads. Not very happy. Wasn't very happy about that. <laughs> uh, tonight's games. You got Tulane and Memphis. This is o'clock on ESPN. Fresno State and Utah State. That should be a good one on CBS Sports Network. And Colorado. They're back. You know, national uh, televised on. Uh, uh, on ESPN as they face Stanford, you know, they shouldn't have no trouble with Stanford. Stanford's been kind of been, you know, going a little bit of uh kind of falling off a little bit the last few years since David Shaw retired, the other head coach, but they shouldn't, you know, Travis Hunter looks like he'll be back as well. So they really shouldn't have no trouble with the Cardinal. Hopefully for Colorado, a couple of things here. The offensive line should play a whole lot more, a whole lot better. Uh, they didn't do that over the last uh, three, three weeks. Uh, they should establish a, a running game and stop with those silly penalties. And and that's what happened last week, even though they barely beat Arizona State on the road. So like you said, they shouldn't have no trouble. We're in Stanford. I know Colorado's a 12-and-a-half-point favorites at home. But if you're Colorado, you want to establish tempo early, just like they did do the first couple weeks of the season when no more expected. So uh, we'll see what Colorado does tonight. Hopefully the offense and line should play much better, which will make sure Dewar Sanders play that much better. Yes, they, they should play better, too, so they should be okay. Now, get off for the games for tomorrow, Saturday. You got uh, Vanderbilt uh, hosted number one, Georgia. That's going to be the first game that CBS uh, doubleheader. Um, Michigan and Indiana. Now, Michigan, of course, Indiana has given Michigan a hard time the last few years. Now, but they could play a little bit of a factor because it's supposed to rain uh, in Ann Arbor tomorrow. So that's a big news Saturday game on Fox. Ohio State and Purdue, they'll be streaming on Peacock. I know a lot of uh, Ohio State fans are not happy about that. Um, again, again, welcome to the 2023 streaming uh, games. Uh, Syracuse at Florida State at 11 a.m. on ABC. You'll see if Syracuse can bounce back. They got blown out last week uh, at North Carolina. We'll see if uh, Florida State can keep it going and stay unbeaten. Arkansas and Alabama on ESPN. Maybe Alabama's starting to figure things out. Arkansas has been struggling lately, so we'll see what happens in that game. Uh, Michigan State and Rutgers on the Big Ten Network. Rutgers shouldn't have any trouble with Michigan State. They've been kind of – well, all the stuff's going on off the field with their – you know, with the coaching and stuff. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Cincinnati and uh, Iowa State on FS1. 
Uh, let's see. The first game of the two, well, you know what? First California, Utah, on the Pac-12 network and Penn Station had no trouble with UMass. Take a little break from conference play. That's the two, three on the big 10 network. Now we get to the big game at two, three on ABC. You got Oregon and Washington. Both these teams are coming off a bye. So they both feel, should feel rest up and, you know, and whatnot. To me, I think the big factor, you got Bulldogs versus uh, Michael Pennis Jr. Two QB, two veteran QBs, both fine for the Heisman. This could give somebody a leg up on the Heisman race. Um, you know, we saw how great their running game is on both fronts. We are with both teams. Um, you know, with Dylan Johnson from Washington, he's a guy that could, you know, ha- can score, uh, can keep the chains moving as well. We know on the um, uh, receiving side, of course, you know, Troy Franklin, one of the top receivers in the country for Oregon, but. They're both good at special teams, and they're both on defense. So those two could probably be a, the bigger factor here in this game. I think Vegas agrees with you, Lakina. Washington is favored by three points even at home. The over-under total is 67. If I was a betting man, I would go over that total. But as far as the players are concerned, Lakina, running back Bucky Every for Oregon, I know he has only four rushing touchdowns on the year. I expect him to have, have a big game. And on the flip side, for the Huskies, Rome Oduzning, uh, um, he has 32 catches on the year for 608 yards and four touchdowns. Look for him to have a big game to help out Michael Pennis Jr. in that passing attack for the Huskies. This should be a fun game, and like you said, so I think you should take the over as well. But they, it could come down to defense and special teams. So we know both these teams can do it. Can do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, should be could be a little bit of a fight here up in Seattle. It should be a lot of fun tomorrow. Um, Tennessee hosts Texas A&M. That's a, that's the second game of the doubleheader on CBS. Um, Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State got a big win uh, last week. We'll see if they're getting a little bit better. So we'll see if they can give Kansas a little bit of a hard time. Army hosts Troy. Everybody, uh, Randy Cross will be calling that game for CBS Sports Network at 2.30. And uh, Maryland, we'll see if they can bounce back from also Ohio State as they host Illinois on NBC. Uh, Illinois finally getting the NPC treatment, but they're two and four on the year, 0 and three in the Big Ten. As you mentioned, Lakina, we talked about this last week. Maryland, they needed to get out to a fast start against Ohio State. They did that last week, but they had a couple of bad turnovers, and then boom, went the dynamite as Ohio mm-hmm. State uh, blew them out at the horseshoe at the end. But Illinois is a much lesser opponent. I told you I, I like Illinois' quarterback, but he still has a lot to learn. Uh, and unfortunately, Illinois cannot commit to the run full time. I just don't trust them right now. Maryland is hard as hell for them. I think they have a slight shot, but Maryland's just a, a better team. They're at home. You know, they're 5-1, and 2-1 one, and one in conference play. Uh, Maryland's favored by 13 and a half. I'm taking Maryland. Yeah, that should be. I mean, uh, would I be shot at Illinois if somehow ups- upsets Maryland? I mean, no, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So we'll see. Should be interesting on uh, NBC. Uh, I tried <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you tried. Uh, a for effort. Uh, Florida, South Carolina, SEC never got two thirty. That should be an interesting game as well. Uh, BYU and TCU in the pa- in the Big Twelve. I should just say that's on ESPN at two thirty. Um, oh, uh, Wisconsin hosts Iowa on three o'clock on the Big Fox Network. <laughs> cool. Again, that's going to be a physical game. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be one of those like six three nine six because it's supposed to rain up there in Madison. So. Uh, you know, that, that could be it could be the battle of the run game. We'll see what happens uh, there. I would say whatever the, the total is taking under, I guess. Uh, Northern Illinois hosts. Uh, the over under total for Wisconsin, and Iowa 34 uh-huh. and a half. <laughs> okay. Uh, I took the under <laughs> well, I took the under on that one, but uh, that's just mm-hmm. me. Uh, Northern Illinois, they host uh, Ohio. That'll be on ESPNU at 3 o'clock. 
Um, the CW Network, the game of the week there will be Louisville, number 14, Louisville. We'll see if they can have a letdown from that win against Notre Dame as they face Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, we mentioned that Notre Dame could have had trouble at, at Louisville last week. It turned out they did. They lost the game. They lost the game. Jack Plummer on the year for Louisville, 12 touchdown passes, eight, six interceptions. And also to their starting running back, uh, Jawar Jordan. He has eight rushing touchdowns on the year. As you mentioned, Lakina, hopefully they can keep that balanced attack uh, as they uh, travel to Pittsburgh to take on uh, to take on the Pitt Panthers. Hopefully they don't have a letdown. I'm talking about Louisville. WG and us uh, here in Chicago, they'll have that game for the CW. Um, oh, we finally got it right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I finally got it right. Well, well, look, they, they keep you know, going around with the scheduling, so it's a little bit weird how they do that. But, uh, you know, well, what can you do? Uh, Arizona, you know, they gave USC all they can handle. We'll see if Washington, Washington State can come, bounce back from that loss to Oregon State. Uh, they face each other at, on the Pac-12 network at 6 o'clock as they're going to the, after, the evening games. Auburn LSU, number 22 LSU, that's 6 o'clock on ESPN. Kansas State against Big Texas. game for Brian Kelly here. <laughs> yeah, Texas Tech as they host K-State uh, out FS1. Yeah, that is a big game for them, so uh, we'll see what happens after, you know, just literally like squeaking by against Missouri. They fell, they, they, they faced another uh, Tigers team uh, on on uh, ESPN. Uh, interesting game here in the Mountain West Conference on the CBS Sports Network, you know, with their th- triple header. Yeah, Wyoming at five and one, you know, they, they upset Fresno State. They're two and oh in uh conference play. They face Air Force, you know, coming off a bye. You know, they're five and oh and they're three and oh in conference play. If you haven't been if you haven't watched uh, Air Force, I would say you guys should check them out. Um Zach Larrier is probably one of the top uh, quarterbacks. He's a six-year guy um, in the country that you probably have never heard of. So uh, you guys are checking him out. And also, too, that, that game should be really fun because these teams are battling out in that particular division in the Mountain West. All right. At 6.30 p.m. on NBC and Peacock, we have number 10 USC. The Chargers will um, rumble into Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend, Indiana. They'll take on the number 21 ring. Notre Dame Fire and Irish, USC 6-0. and Notre Dame 5-2 on the year. Of course, USC obviously is undefeated. Notre Dame had that heartbreaking loss at Louisville last week. Lakina, I'll ask you this. What can the Irish defense do to stop Caleb Williams? I would say try to you know, get to him early, but, you know, look, we, we've seen how – you know, he kind of like doesn't get too razzled. You know, the, 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 this guy is a, this is an you know, old hand at this right now. So uh, not too worried mm-hmm. about that. Now, rain could be a factor here because it's supposed to rain pretty hard because it's raining hard around here right now. It's supposed to rain on and off. It could be like maybe even torrentially. So this could be a big factor mm-hmm. here. It could come out down to the running game in this squad. I think this is the earliest they play because usually they play in November. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so this, this is the earliest that they played in a while. So uh, this, should, this could get down to like the run game on NBC and Peacock. Yeah, did you see? Speaking of the rain, Lakina, did you see? I, I forgot who was the running back for USC, but the uh, one of the I guess equipment managers uh, had the <laughs> sprinkler out earlier this week. I don't know if you saw this, but yes, uh, I did. There was a uh, spraying, trying to spray the football in the rain, uh, making them making those players uh, uh, quote unquote uh, uh, adjust to the conditions where they possibly can face tomorrow night in, in South Bend. I would, just, I would just use good old buckets. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, it hasn't been a lot in Southern California, but like I said, I would just use buckets. But, you know, hopefully they'll be ready for the rain because, uh, yeah, it is supposed to rain pretty hard in South Bend tomorrow. So, uh, like I said, that could be, play a factor. And, of course, we may, we may not see uh, neither Williams nor um, uh, uh, Sam Harmon uh, throw the ball very much. So, uh, we'll see what happens uh, with that. Now, the another big game that's not getting a lot of attention that, that would have been a bigger attention if not been for something stupid that the coach did last week, uh, Miami <laughs> and North Carolina. That'll be on ABC at 6.30. And 
I'm wondering though how will Maya Miami's mindset will be after that little whatever you want to call that what Mario Cristobal did. He you know he did apologize that it's on him. So uh good for you. Uh but they got they got a tough go at it you're going against Drake Drake May in that uh, North Carolina offense. Yeah, it's gonna to be tough for the Hurricanes defense to start Drake May. As I, I mentioned, Lakina uh, North Carolina had a big performance last week against <clears throat> the Syracuse Orangemen. Miami, uh they dug themselves a hole last week. Then you let a team like Georgia Tech, who had nothing to play for, hang around. Stuff like this happens. So uh, Miami got a, a, a bad taste in their mouth. I think they'll play much better, but I think they're going to face a better quarterback who's looking for a breakout performance. Drake May, I know he has four interceptions on the year to go along with eight touchdowns, but you would think that he's going to uh, break out here under the lights to have a better ball game. Uh, Omarion Hampton uh, is going to mm -hmm. compliment Mr. May in the running game. Yes. He has seven rushing touchdowns on the year. But Restrepo for Miami, their big-time wide receiver, Xavier Restrepo, he has only two receiving touchdowns. He's going to have to have a big game uh, for the Miami Hurricanes. It all starts on Van Dyke with their quarterback. I, I told you, Lakina, earlier in the year that I, I thought they found their quarterback. He did not have a great game last week throwing three interceptions. That must turn uh, change. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where you kind of wonder, like, what Miami's mindset's going to be after that game, mm -hmm. after that, that heartbreaker against Georgia Tech, So, uh, which is no excuse because they were on a bye, and Georgia Tech, like you said, they have nothing to play for, so they're playing with house money. So uh, they, I'm sure we'll, we'll see how their, how their mindset's going to be. North Carolina, they're trying to stay undefeated, perhaps maybe make a little play at it. For both not only ACC, but in the Pac-12, so in, 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 in the playoff, I should say. So uh, it's going to be very interesting there. Now, another interesting game here at the same time on the SC Network, you got the Fighting Mike Brummers, as we call them here on the Second Season Sports. Mizzou, uh, they plays Kentucky. Uh, both teams coming off, you know, not-so-good losses. Kentucky losing to Georgia pretty you know, badly. Missouri, yeah. you know, they had a couple of you know, chances to put away LSU. They weren't able to do it. So uh, we'll see which team bounces back. And let's see for the Kentucky Wildcats that Ray Davis will bounce back and have a great game. He didn't do that last week because Georgia, as you mentioned, put the clamps down on that Kentucky offense in Athens, Georgia. And on the flip side for Mizzou, Brady Cook, he's been one of the top underrated quarterbacks in college football this year. For Missouri, he has 13 touchdowns and two interceptions. He's going to have to have another big performance for Missouri if they can pull off the upset on the road. Should be interesting uh, there. Um, UCLA and Oregon State. This suddenly is going to be a, a big game for US, UCLA, I should say. So uh, with that big upset win uh, against Wazoo. So uh, they'll try to do it against Oregon State. I mean, you know, both defenses actually play pretty well. So this could be a, the battle of you know, who can get put points on the board. Yeah, you mentioned with Brian Kelly, you know, pressure's always on him because of what he did in the NFL and was – what he started off doing with this program with the UCLA. But it's going to be another tough game uh, going up there to, like I said, Resser Stadium up there in Oregon. With their running game, I'm talking about Oregon State, you had to look at Damian Martinez. He has three rushing touchdowns on, on the year. Also, their star right receiver, Silas Bolden, has three receiving touchdowns on the year. You're going to have to stop those two if you're Brian Kelly to have a shot in this game. Should be interesting here. This game will be on Fox. Uh, AC Denver, you got Duke hosting NC State. Um, UTL, UTSA, beep, beep. The UTSA, the, the mm -hmm. Roadrunners, they face uh, UAB on ESPNU. You got Boise State and Colorado State on FS1. And the capper at 10 o'clock. You know, of course, I'll probably watch this game for a little bit. San Diego State in uh, Hawaii. So, I know you uh, use that as a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might take that between some of those games. So it'll be, yeah, but that should be a, a fun matchup there. That's going to be on the CBS Sports Network. Fishing off their uh, quadruple header there. And uh, 
That's your schedule for uh, college football on Saturday. Yeah, we're already at uh, week seven, which is a little bit crazy if you think about it. But uh, for me, I think, look, at this point, you know, Georgia and Michigan, you want to switch them up. You know, that's your top two, I think. And everyone else is sort of, we'll see. But we both got bigger games coming up. So uh, Ohio State, you know, Florida State, um, you know, Alabama, you know, Texas, we'll see how they bounce back from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, that loss. We'll see Oklahoma, you know, they're, they're both off this week. So uh, could they perhaps maybe mm-hmm. both could sneak in there, back in there for the wild cards. I mean, the playoff, I should say. So, uh, you know, Notre Dame, you know, USC, I mean, they do not, that defense, USC, that that's gonna kill them in the end, but uh, yeah. But uh, what it, what do you think? What your what your synopsis from as we're going halfway through the college football season? As I said on Monday, and I'll say it again: Michigan, in my opinion, is the number one team in the country because of their defense. You know, JJ McCarthy. You know, he didn't have the world's greatest game last week, but he didn't need to because of the defense uh, carrying that team. But I told you he's gonna have a to have a. I'm talking about Jamie Jim McCarthy. He's gonna have to have a. A performance or two to 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 tell people like, hey, I'm here. I'm a capable quarterback of, of carrying uh, this Michigan offense. I know they got Blake Quorum, who's a, a top Heisman candidate at the running back position, but JJ McCarthy is going to step up big at some point this year uh, for that Michigan offense, especially after what happened last year in the national semifinal game against TCU. You mentioned Texas. I think I had them at number two or number three because of what happened against Oklahoma last week. I know you mentioned they had a this week off, but mm-hmm. I had Michigan and Texas. Like I said, USC, I want to put them up there only because of the office of Caleb Williams, but uh, their issues, their Achilles heels on defense once again, just like last year, Lakina, which caused them the Pac-12 title game in a spot in the in the playoff. It looks like it may happen again. I want to see how they do it, especially in a potential dangerous weather tomorrow night in South Bend. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, that rain will be the great, good, good stars for some of these games out in the Midwest and the, the Central uh, Plains. So uh, this could get very interesting, you know, especially. So uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's gonna. This is gonna be the sort of the time of year where you want to separate. This should this should be the round of time when the records come out. <laughs> so you would think yeah. that Michigan will probably be number one, Georgia will probably number two, and you know maybe Florida State, you know, because they're in three, you know, and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I think that Oregon Washington game. I think this is gonna be the game where we'll see who has a leg up on both the Pac-12 and the college football playoffs. So whoever wins this, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that the loser is out of it, but the, this, the winner of this game will definitely have the edge. Yeah, and you mentioned with that game is going to be have, uh, have a battle with the two top quarterbacks in the country outside of Caleb Williams. Of course, Michael Pennis Jr., I think it, uh, his name should be mentioned up there now. He, he's had a great year with 16 touchdown mm-hmm. passes, only to two uh, interceptions. But you mentioned about Bonix. You saw what he did against Colorado. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you saw what he's, uh, he's done ever since then. But I expect this game to be a shootout. I know that place will be rocking the Husky Stadium, but Oregon's capable of, of beating Washington there. Like like you said, is the two offensive-minded teams. Uh, it's going to be a close game. I just hope that we get a, a classic one for the ages. They usually do between these two teams, so I have no doubt that they're gonna they're gonna there's gonna be a slugfest between those two teams. And uh, like I said, if, if there's if I would say there's a sleeper team that can kind of sneak in there and perhaps maybe make a go at it for the uh, maybe the top you know top seed, I really can't think of one right now. I mean, like I said, Texas could probably sneak back in there. Perhaps if they win the rest of their games. Like I said, mm-hmm. they, those you know they middle school, they can play each other again in, in December. So uh, this could get, get very interesting. We'll see. Like could they perhaps maybe sneak back up in there? Um, I mean, I really can't think of anyone else that could probably sneak back in there. But uh, 
you know, I mean, look, this time of year, I mean, look, we'll see. I mean, look, we've seen weird things happen, especially when the rankings start coming out, like, next, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. So this is going to get very interesting. We'll see where everyone's at by then. Yeah, and we'll definitely end up talking about that when that time comes. I want to focus back on uh, the Big Ten before we uh, turn it over to the National Football League. Iowa and Wisconsin, as we mentioned, tomorrow at 3 o'clock Central Standard Time on Fox from Camp Randall Stadium in Madison, Wisconsin. Iowa 5-1 and one overall, 2-1 and one in the Big Ten. Wisconsin undefeated in Big Ten play at 2-0. and oh. There are 4-1 and one overall. Wisconsin's favored by 9.5 points at home. The over-under total is 34.5. If you listen to Lakina, she says take the under. We'll see about that. But, Lakina, both these programs are known traditionally for having great offensive lines and, and running the football. But Wisconsin is trying to turn a new lead this year with a brand-new offensive system installed, and they've done well in certain parts. I know not too many people are talking about them. And I think this is the first time in a long time both these teams have uh, similar records that are unranked. Yep. I, I think this is going to be a, a, a great game, a physical game. I think it's still at some point it's going to come down to the running games for both these teams. And, and watch out for uh, Braylon Oliver, Wisconsin. He has seven rushing touchdowns on the year. Yeah, they're starting to kind of get, you know, figure out the Luke Fickle uh, air raid attack. You know, we're not used to that from Wisconsin. Usually it's like the, you know, the run game and, you know, the big, you know, beefy offensive line and, and out front. So, uh, you know, they're starting to kind of figure it out. I think, look, they could be they're quietly 2-0 mm-hmm. in, the, in conference play. I'm talking about Wisconsin. Remember, no, uh, Kane McNamara for Iowa. So didn't really hurt him too much last week, but it could be a factor here this week. So, you know, like I said, weather could be a factor as well. So they may depend on the run game. It could come down to that you know, defense. The defense for Wisconsin is actually pretty decent. So I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, like I said, this could get you know, one of those things where like they're unranked. You know, they're I know uh, Wisconsin's four and zero, Iowa's five five four one. I should say, you know, Iowa's five and mm-hmm. one. But uh, you know, they're coming off a of bottom talking about Wisconsin is, so they might be a little bit fresher. So for me, I think look, it, it really could come down to the defense. I think you know for Wisconsin, especially that running that run game. You know, keep you know keep it going. You know, keep them off the field. So. This could be this could be down where Luke Fickle. We know I know he doesn't like it too much, but he really will you know go with the run game, especially in this game. You know when Iowa really can't score a lot. Yeah, and we'll see what happens in that matchup. One more matchup to look at quickly: uh, Florida and South Carolina tomorrow at two thirty p.m. Central Standard Time on the SEC Network. South Carolina is two and three on the year. Florida is still hanging around that four and two, two and one SEC play. Lakina. I get the feeling that this is a bigger game for Florida. You do think they could uh, cause some problems, at least sneak in into that kind of position of playing in the title game in December? I mean, you know, look, they've been inconsistent. You know, Graham Mervis has been, like, struggling, you know, the, those last couple of games. You know, those two losses they had, one against, of course, Utah – uh, in the, uh, the opener also two against Kentucky that was really more uh Ray Davis you know the, for that but uh I, I think look it's sort of one of those things where you look you got you know Spencer Rattler for uh, South Carolina I know he wants to kind of redeem himself as well so this is, I guess you're trying to redeem the you know, transfer QBs I guess if you want to kind of use that term but yeah I think you know think this is probably one of those even games it's definitely a toss game yeah even though yeah South Carolina is you know two and three and one and two in conference but they could be. This could be definitely one of those toss games, and I think that look, it's pretty much even. So uh, some people are actually picking South Carolina. So uh, we'll see. If they can you know pull off the. Uh, I think this will be their like their second straight win against Florida. So uh, this could get very interesting. 
All right, so before we wrap up our college football talk, let's bring in our good friend from KXRB. She's currently on the road. Hopefully she's staying safe out there. She's from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She's our girl, your girl. It's the queen, Miss Christine Manica. What's up, Christine? Hello. Good morning, everybody. Well, good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing? I I, I say good morning because now I'm finally having my coffee today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I'll say the morning just starts until you get, you get your coffee going. So uh, we're talking some college football. Uh, How do you feel about your Notre Dame you know, team losing to Louisville <laughs> last week? How do I feel? I felt sick, number one, uh, because that was a giant upset uh, for the week. Uh, number two, I'm a little bit nervous going into it. Uh, with USC, it's great that this year they're on their uh, home turf with uh, the Trojans this year because the Irish fans, they get loud, they get rowdy, um, and I know that they're going to be showing out in their green and gold uh, this weekend in South Bend for for the team. Caleb Williams, though, he's good. There's no doubt about it, though. He is just a, a solid quarterback if the Bears are going to tank this year, I hope they go down swinging and try to get him for their quarterback. Um, and Sid doesn't like when I say that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, so I think it should be a, a competitive game. Um, and I hope just like how they played for Ohio State, I hope they show that same energy. Uh, you mentioned about Caleb Williams, Christine, and uh, he is a, a, a dy- dynamic talent. He's perhaps the number one pick in the, in next year's draft. But we talked about USC's defense. Uh, they uh, they stink. Yeah. They stunk last year. They stink again this year. But mm-hmm. do you have confidence in that Notre Dame fighting Irish defense, as you mentioned? Uh, they kept Ohio State in check until the last play of the game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, do you still have that same uh, confidence level? Is it high? to try to contain Caleb Williams because the Irish defense, this is going to be their toughest test of the season up to this point. Absolutely. You know, I think the way that they, if you can hold a team like Ohio state, the way that Notre Dame did, I think you're, you're considered a good team, regardless of how they've been performing the last couple of weeks. Duke was a tough game for them um, just because of the way that, uh, the way that the that Duke showed out um, and Louisville, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the disconnect was. I don't. I, I don't know if it was just with them being on the road the last couple of weeks and the travel was getting to them. The pressure was mounting up a little bit more. Um, but I, I do think that they're going to be able to hold Caleb Williams. I do think they're going to put the pressure on him a little bit more. And I think that they're going to they're going to give him a little bit of run for their money. They almost. Uh, uh, USC, they almost blew a win last week. They almost uh, they almost didn't win themselves, so they're under a lot of pressure, too. They went into triple overtime. Yeah. And they, like I said, rain could be a factor as well in that game, too. It's supposed to be rain pretty heavily tomorrow in South Bend. Right. So, uh, could be the ultimate equalizer there. So, uh, real quick, uh, we're going to take a really quick break. Of course, we're going to do our uh, NFL a Week 6 pickums and uh, well, I don't know who that is. That might, that might be uh, Flu is calling me. I don't know. But, <laughs> but uh, we, didn't, we, didn't, we, we didn't do very well last week. I'll, I'll say that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I know, right. Yeah, well, we, well, we, won't, well, we won't go too much into it. But, yeah, we'll just get to our game, including uh, one more game in London and, uh, uh, you know, Super so Matchup 2 and a whole lot more. And uh, we may recap, but, uh, you know, 
uh, Broncos Chiefs from yesterday, even though I didn't watch a single moment again, I'm already admitting that right now. So we'll also have Connor Burke talking a whole lot more with our girl Christine Mack from KXRB. Take us to eSports, our sports with all the Keenan McGee, Sidney Brown, Christine Mack from KXRB, and uh, our NFL week uh, of a week six pick is coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. So funny. No, they said that they're kids, but the These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. <laughs> Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color on this Football Friday edition. 
right here on Sports Soul Chicago. I'm Sin. That's Lakina. It's Christine the Queen. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the X in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow Lakina McGee on the Twitter. X and Lakina Square McGee on the IG. This is our last break of the show for today and for the week. If you have any last-minute questions or comments for us, you can go to SportsZone Chicago's Facebook page or SportsZone Chicago on YouTube. Type in those questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. All right, uh, folks. Uh, our uh, picks for at uh, let's just say we're not. Let, uh, well, let's not. <laughs> we don't want to rush on it too much. I mean, let's just say. Can we just like you know? I'm willing to kind of let just you know let pretend that you last know. Season. You know what, Lakina? I have no shame. I had six. You know what? It was yeah. another week well, look, in the NFL. I, I had six. Well, look, you did better than I did. I had five. I was like, good oh. lord. Oh. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Sid had you had eight. So uh, yeah, you gained like a game on us. So. uh yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> to know how that happened for you. Yeah, I know, right? Well, look, <laughs> look, that Packers game, remember that Packers Raiders? Like, of course, you know, the Raiders decided to actually show up. So uh, we were. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, Can I just say, I should have picked the Jags for that get London game. And I said that last week during the show. I'm like, I want to pick the Jags since they've been there. And literally, once I saw that they were losing, that they were winning, I'm like, I turned to Chris and I said, what did I say? What did I say? And I almost, <laughs> I almost flipped the table at brunch. They could this, you didn't. So, uh, yeah, let, let, let's try to rebound here. Uh, Wipe this like clean here and try to rebound. Uh, speaking of London, uh, Christine, the last of the London games, this game will be uh, streamed on NFL Network exclusively. You got the Ravens and the Titans. Uh, the Ravens looks like OBJ, um, uh, Marlon Humphrey, and uh, I forgot who else. Oh, uh, Javon Clowney will be back. They're, their list is probable, so they might play this game. Titans deal coming off, both coming off some pretty tough losses. So, uh, Sid, you start this one for us. Baltimore's favorite, favorite by four. You know, I don't trust the Titans. <clears throat> They always are inconsistent team. I know they're designated a home team for this one. Baltimore, uh, they lost a bad one last week at Pittsburgh. Yeah. But I trust Baltimore and Lamar Jackson a little bit more. This could, I think this is going to be a Lakina special. Your 17-10, 20-13 game. I'm going with I'm going with Baltimore. Watch this game will go in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, uh, Christine? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens, too, for this one. It's going to be a, a tough game to watch, I think, just because of the two teams. But like Sid said, I trust the Ravens a little bit more than what I do with the Titans at the moment. Um, and it, that's just a tough loss for the Ravens all around last week with the Steelers. I don't think they should have lost that game personally. That was just a a fluke situation, in, in my opinion, a very frustrating game to watch personally. I think the Ravens are going to bounce back this week. I agree. This is definitely going to be one of those get-right games for the Ravens. So uh, I think the Ravens will win, but I think that they'll win pulling away. And uh, just a quick uh, reminder, the Packers and the Steelers are on by, so uh, adjust your fantasy leagues accordingly. As we kick off uh, the noon games here, you got the – that the Commanders and the Falcons. Christine, you start this one for us. 
I'm going to make this one easy. I'm saying the Commanders, the Falcons, are, both of these teams for me really have been kind of up in the air all season. But again, the Commanders are one of those teams this year, more so than the Falcons, that are kind of surprising a lot of people this year for various amount of reasons. So I'm going to go with the Commanders for this one. Sid? Give me Atlanta only because they're they're the home team. I know the Commanders lost by 20 to the Bears last week at home, but uh, the Falcons, uh, they need to get back on, on track offensively. Look for B. John Robinson, the rookie running back for the Falcons to have a, a big game. So I'm going with Atlanta. For some reason, I'm picking the, I think the Commanders here. I, I feel like you know, with the Bears lost, they got 10 days to kind of figure it out. I'm sure, you know, Magic, you know, kind of, Magic kind of like, you know, you know, gave him a little bit of a what for in a very classy way. We know how Magic is. He'll, 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 he'll essentially do it. He'll do it in the nicest way possible. So maybe they'll take that to heart and maybe they'll have a bounce back game here. Um, Seahawks and the Bengals. Sid, you start this one for us. Yeah, Seattle's 3-1. and one. They're traveling to the East Coast to play a noon Central Standard Time game. The Bengals are 2-3. and three. The Bengals are coming off a big win at Arizona last week. Jamar Chase had a big game along with quarterback Joe Burrow. Seattle does well in these situations of playing the, uh, an early game on the East Coast, but I think because they're the home team and with the momentum that they built up last week, I'm going with Cincinnati in a close one. Cincinnati's a three-point favorite at home. Boy, this is this Christine. is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I am just kind of <laughs> I've been going back and forth with this game because I went against Joe Money last week when Joe Money's been letting me down, when Joe uh -huh. Money's been letting me down a lot this season. And, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to go against Joe Money again this week and pick the Seahawks just because I think Geno Smith has been a little bit more consistent this season. I think overall the Seahawks have been a little bit consistent this season regardless of their traveling and what they're doing on the road this week. Again, you you said it said it's going to be a close one, but I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Yeah, I'll pick the Seahawks as well. I mean, I kind of feel like since they kind of you know back you know they they you know they really did have to do too much with Arizona. They're tanking, so uh, I know the Seahawks have been a little bit better. They should they could be you know undefeated too. So I know they're kicking themselves for that one loss. So yeah, I think the Seahawks are getting better. So um. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that one. Now, another uh, NFC West team that will travel out west, uh, out east, I should say, for a nooner. You got the 49ers and the Browns. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I know it looks like P.J. Walker will get the start uh, for the Browns. So, uh, But San Francisco, I know they're coming up, you know, sort of like, a, like playing a night game. But uh, they're just one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And I think the 49ers will win this one pretty easily. I think they'll that defense will give P.J. Walker a hard time. So I'm picking the 49ers and probably will end up being not a very close one. <laughs> I'm keeping it short and sweet, too. I don't think there is any team right now in the NFL like the 49ers and how they're playing. So, yeah, 49ers. I got San Francisco's defense, and I got Debo Samuel. Please, both those guys, give me fantasy points. Please, big, big, big. <laughs> I'm going with San Francisco. Enough All said. right. All right. Uh, okay. The uh, Saints and Texas. An intriguing one here of um, – the battle of the NFC South versus the AFC South. So, uh, Sid, you start this one. 
Houston, no, sorry, Houston is a two-point underdog at home. I know the Saints are three and two, Texans two and three. CJ Stroud, the rookie quarterback for Houston, he's having a tremendous year. But this, in I think this is going to be a battle of defenses. We know we all know about what Houston brings on that side of the ball. The Saints squad, they're older, but they can still bring it uh, some pressure to the quarterback. I think experience will win out here. Don't be surprised if the Saints win this game between three and six points. I'm going with New Orleans. Yeah, I'm with you, Sid. I'm picking the Saints, too. This one was a tough game for me to pick just because of C.J. Stroud. He's been so good. I mean, he's been one of those quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks, that literally came out of nowhere in in the greatest way possible. And I I think the draft particularly undersold this guy. He's, He's been great for the Texans, and I can't wait to see where he goes. Uh, as his career continues to progress. But right now, I, I think the Saints defense is going to carry this one for for this weekend. Uh, excuse me. I agree. I think the Saints are just, you know, they, 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 I think they're kind of like right there. So, um, yeah, so I think, like, you know, the Texans, it might be close. It might be one of those, you know, weird, like, you know, 9-6 or something like that. So, uh, you know, it will be interesting to see what happens with that. So I'm picking the, uh, the Saints as well and uh, i believe our buddy spiro deuce will begin we'll be calling this game in the afc south you got the colts and the jags christine you start this one uh this was another tough one just for me going back and forth do you want me do you do you want the most unexpected backup quarterback to surprise you <laughs> or, or do you want trevor lawrence who again is just hasn't really been having the greatest season so far and uh gosh I, I, I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars just because they're coming off of a high right now after spending two weeks, uh, uh, you know, across the pond. And right now with the Colts, they're kind of up in the air of the omen. Who knows? Garner Minshew could be uh, could be something good for the Colts uh, this weekend. But for now, I think I'm going to go something with a little bit more stable at the moment, and that's the Jaguars. Those two weeks in a row uh, with those two wins, Christine, could serve against the Jaguars if they're not careful here. Because I know looking up on right. paper, well, no rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he's out. But Jonathan Taylor's back for the Colts as far as the running mm-hmm. game is concerned. But he's still working his way back into football shape. Yes, you still have Zach Moss there for the running game for the Colts. But I think the Jaguars are about to get on a roll here. I know they're favored by four points, and they're at home. So they shouldn't take the Colts lightly as a division game, like Lakina said. So I'm going with the Jaguars in the close one here. Yeah, this will be a close one. I'll pick the Jaguars, like these guys said. I mean, they're kind of on a high. I know they've been on the road for two weeks in London, but that should be helpful. They can kind of you know get the, get a run going. So we'll, we'll see what happens there now. Uh, we'll again, going. they play in four days at, at New Orleans. I'm talking about Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, so this could be they, they could be a little bit tired. So uh, we'll see. It could be interesting here. Uh, Panthers and uh, Dolphins. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, Dolphins. Let's go, Tyreek Hill. I need some fantasy points from you, my man. So I'm going with Miami. <laughs> yeah, Dolphins, short and sweet. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, this next game. Here, I have to go into the 3 o'clock games. Remember, Fox has a doubleheader, so, but this is a long 3 o'clock game on CBS. You got the Patriots and the Raiders. Raiders come off that high, that, you know, upset with it against the Packers. Uh, Patriots, uh, so do you start this one? <laughs> uh, I, I'll quote the great Chris, uh, Queen Christine. Bill Belichick gets upset, <laughs> and they're going to show up and show out. They showed up last week, but they got blanked by the New Orleans Saints at home. 
Well, so maybe uh, things will be a little bit better for New England as they go on the road this week. And number two, Tony Romo will be calling this game for CBS. So we'll see what kind of comedic jokes he has for the Patriots. But with that being said, I'll see something different. I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, unfortunately, I thought that Bill Belichick was going to do something amazing. Like, put, you know, they, he eventually put in, you know, Zappy, but it was a, a little too late for that. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Got to go with, with the smart decision here. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, the, enough said there. Yeah, Raiders. I think, I think this. Yeah, I think this could be a little bit of a mini role here. I know they're coming off a short week, you know, playing the Monday night, but yeah, the Patriots are. I don't know what to think. I mean, look, Tom Brady is not walking through that door, so uh, you know he's like living his, his best life, you know, and in Florida. So, uh, you know, hey, like, what can you say? You know, they, the Raiders are kind of like getting get going. That's like, you know, they'll be facing the Bears next week. So, uh, something to look out there now. One of the games of the week. I don't think anybody had that this early, you know, early this season. But this will be the game of the week. <laughs> you got the Lions and the Pucks on Fox. Christine, you start this one. I think this game is going to be closer than what some people think, just because, again, surprisingly, Baker Mayfield has actually fit really well with the Buccaneers. And I never thought I would say that. I don't think any of us thought that we would say that, but he actually has like really gelled well with this team. And he hasn't been doing too bad for the most part. Um, But for the lines, on the other hand, I think Jared Goff has done so well. I think David Montgomery is thriving with this with this team as well. Um, and and there's just some new life in this Lions. So that is the other team to watch. I think in in the NFC. Um, so I'm picking the Lions here in this one. I'm going with the upset. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their defense Are is better than what people me, think. Sid? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Tampa Bay's defense is much better than what people think. Remember, not all of them left after Brady retired after last year. Some of them are still there. So uh, they've been bringing all your uh, great point Christine by Baker Mayfield. Hopefully they don't have to put too much pressure on him. It's going to be up with the running game with the Buccaneers and the Lions. So Buccaneers are three-point underdogs at home. I'm going with Tampa Bay. And for those of you in Chicago, this game will air on Fox 32 following the Bears-Vikings game. The old NFC Central matchup here, folks. And, uh, as Chris Berman would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the Lions. I mean, I know the Bucks are coming off a bye, but I kind of feel like the Lions are a much are a better squad. It's going to be close. So I'm really going to pick up on what you guys said, but I think the Lions are just kind of on a roll right now. I think with the, the, the you know, golf's been playing very well. The defense is really good. David Montgomery, they're going to have a hard time. You know, I know he knows that Bucks, uh, that, that Bucks uh, defense well. So uh, this should be an interesting game. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, NFC West, uh, yeah, you got the Cardinals and the Rams. So you start this one for us. I'll keep it short and sweet, the Rams. The Rams are seven-point favorites, but I got a sneaky feeling that the Cardinals make coverage. Josh Dobbs has not played that badly for the Cardinals as their starting quarterback. So I think this will be surprisingly close, but – I'm picking the Rams for this one. Christine? Yeah, I agree. Short and sweet. I'm picking the Rams for this one. We'll we'll, we'll bring it uh, a unanimous. Short and sweet, the Rams. Are they, they'll, they'll, they'll cover, though. I think the Cardinals will cover, I think. But uh, they'll, they'll win this one, uh, you know, pulling away. Uh, probably one of the games of the week, of course. I'll be watching this game via uh, this uh, lovely laptop here. You got the Eagles and the J-E-T-S Jets. Um I don't know. I know the Eagles are not. Look, five. I know. I know they'll, they'll, they'll be the first to tell you that they're not exactly been playing flawlessly. I know Jalen Carr is made up with that ankle injury. 
Uh, the Jets, I mean, uh, I don't know what to say about the Jets, but uh, I think Jalen Hurts will do just fine uh, against the Jets' defense. And, yeah, I think they'll do just on top of the Eagles, so I'll pick the Eagles for this one. Hopefully, if you Philadelphia, you don't play down to your competition like you've been doing the, the couple of times this year. I know Jalen Hurts has six touchdowns to four interceptions already this year, but if this is the game to for the Eagles to establish themselves and uh, be that dominant team in the NFL, this game will be it. I know the New York Jets have a strong defense, but this is what happens when we don't have a quarterback. I know you won last week at Denver, but uh, I wasn't impressed by that. Philadelphia is the better team. They should be able to win this. So I'm going with Philadelphia. They are favored by six points, even on the road. I think that this game is going to be tougher than people than people uh, expect. And I say this because going into the season, the Jets were forming their offense, their plays, their players around Aaron Rodgers. So you got the right people and the right plays around Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really carrying them right now is – are, are those weapons with Zach Wilson. It's not necessarily him. It's the people that's around him right now. Because during that Monday night game, when they were facing the Chiefs, the Jets, they held their own. Even though they lost, I, they really did hold their own. And it could have gone, it, it could have been way worse than what it was. They could have totally been embarrassed on national television, <laughs> like the Bears. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But I, I do think that this game is going to be tougher than what people realize. But I, uh, but I do think the Eagles will come out on top in the end. All right. So uh, going into the Sunday nighter, you got uh, the Giants and the Bills. The battle of teams are struggling, and uh, both are banged up. It looks like Daniel Jones will not play uh, this week, and uh, we know the injury, especially you know, riddling that uh, Bills uh, defense. So Sid, you start this one. It looks like light rain may be in the forecast for the city of Buffalo and Western New York on Sunday. I'm keeping it short and sweet. The Bills should be able to take care of those uh, losing New York football giants. Buffalo is favored by 15 points at home. Christine? Christine? I think I'm going to go here with the bills for this one. If you're losing my connection here, I'm going to go with the bills for this one. Okay, cool. And uh, same here. I'll pick the bills to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Uh, Monday Nighter, this game will be on uh, ESPN and ABC. No Manny cast. Sorry, Sid. Uh, you got the I know. Three, <laughs> yeah, you got the battle of three and twos. You got the Cowboys and the Chargers. Christine, you start this one. Oh, I think we're losing Christine's connection. Uh, uh, well, so you, you go ahead, so I guess we'll we look. Okay, the Monday night matchup. Okay, the Chargers are two-point underdogs at home. Uh, I know they're 2-2 two and two on the year. The Cowboys got thrashed at San Francisco last week. I think the Cowboys will play much better, but I'm trusting San Diego at least one more time on, at, on home turf and – uh, head coach Brandon Staley must uh, get it going, especially offensively with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Remember, Kellen Moore, who used to be the offensive coordinator for Dallas, now he's on the other side with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I expect Justin Herbert to pick it up, Keenan Allen to pick it up for the, for Los Angeles. So I'm going with the Chargers in the close one. All right, Christine. Oof. There we go. Boy, yeah, the, the, this is a this is a close one. I think I. You know what? I'm going to give 
the Cowboys a chance here. Uh, I think they're both great teams, and it's going to be a great mashup. Sid, don't give me that bug-eyed look. Don't give me that look, Sid. But I do, I still have faith in Dak. I have I think they're both great quarterbacks. It's going to be a good mashup. But I'm I'm going to give the answer. 49ers. So let's see what they can do against the Chargers to see if they can if they can pull this one out here. So you got the Cowboys. Yes, the okay. Cowboys. Okay, make sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna the Chargers. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna put my faith in the Chargers again. Um, Justin Herbert. We'll see how he does. Look, if they look, if Diggs, if Diggs was out there, I probably would will pick the Cowboys. But since he's not, you know, the defense for the Chargers have actually been pretty good. I think they're gonna give Dak a hard time. So uh, I'm gonna pick the Chargers. I think this will be a very this will be an entertaining Monday night matchup. I think I know I know Troy to uh, uh, Joe Evan you know, a little bit you know antsy about some of these matchups, but. You know, actually, you know what? This past minute eight game wasn't too bad, so this should be another good one too. Um, last but not least, uh, the Bears and the Vikings. Now, of course, you know these two teams. You know, look, these old NFC North rivals. They're always, you know, always you know play well uh, together. You know, with all the rumors, especially you no know, Justin Jefferson. So now it's gonna look like maybe you know, could the could they be tanking? I'm talking about some of the you know, folks from the Vikings. You know, some people are wondering are they gonna tank? We'll see. You know, the Bears, you know, played very well against the Commanders, you know, coming off a 10-day break. Um, you're still dealing with some of the, you know, they, they, they got a pretty solid defense. Talk about uh, Minnesota. I, I don't know. Look, this is another one of those toss-up games. Both are one and four. I have no freaking clue what's going to happen. You know, it could be the run game, too, because remember, it's supposed to rain, you know, at Soldier Field. So uh, that could be a factor as well. Uh, good grief. I don't know. Jesus. Uh <laughs> God, good Lord, help me! Again, it's gonna be this could be down nine six or something like that. Look, I'll pick the Vikings because I'm not there with the Bears yet. I'm not. I'm, I'm look. I'm I'm improving mode with the Bears. Let, let's prove that they can put pull this on together. I'm picking the the Vikings. <sighs> okay, well, I'm about to shock both of you, and I I think for once I'm picking the Bears, and the reason why I'm picking the Bears in this it's because. Not only do they have Justin Jefferson out, but they have a lot of other key defensive and offensive players that are not going to be in this weekend for the Vikings. And I, I'm remembering, too, that Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know, that's the that's the other part of it. So I think I think they have a solid chance. I think this is going to be a pretty evenly matched game in regards to talent on the field. Could this come down to coaching abilities? I think that's what it's going to come down to. Is Kevin O'Connell going to show that he's going to be the, the, the better coach here, or is it going to be Eberflus? That's what it's going to come down to coaching-wise, I think. Forget the players that, that are on the field. Who's going to out-coach who? That's going to be the real matchup here. Um, but as, as far as the game... I'm I'm actually gonna put my faith in the Bears this one time and see <laughs> what happens. <laughs> and as far as my fantasy lead goes, it's down the toilet since Jefferson is out for the next four weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still dominating my fantasy league, <laughs> and Christine, I'm gonna jump in the Arizona Diamondbacks pool with you. I'm going with the Bears as well. Yeah. Two words for this week, uh, uh, you guys. 
no controversy. That means Hallis Hall has been quiet, and I like that. So maybe the Bears <laughs> actually show up and, and have a, a better performance, and they'll make it two wins in a row. You mentioned no Justin Jefferson. Justin Fields, I think he's starting to turn that corner again, hopefully with the potential where the conditions, like Lakita mentioned earlier, he does not turn the football over. I need him to score me some big fantasy points, along with wide receiver DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney. So let's go Bears. I have them winning two games in a row. All right, and that is your schedule, and those are your picks for uh, week six in the National Football League. As just like I can see, sports on Sports Social Chicago, Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, our girl, KXRB is Christine Manica uh, joining us as usual. Um, all right, let, let's talk about. I just saw a photo with uh, our buddy Chris Vosters, who, uh, of course, you know, does you know, Hawks games. Uh, with all the media surrounding in Montreal surrounding uh, Connor Bedard, uh, Christina, <laughs> you, know, you posted a couple of things about Mr. Bedard and his first uh, NHL goal. What do you think about all the hoopla surrounding him? He seems to be handling it pretty well. He is so funny. Okay, so he gets his first goal on Thursday, was it or Wednesday? Wednesday. Night? Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, and then the next game Thursday night before he hits the ice, he forgets his stick. So he has to run back to the locker room and go grab his stick. So I think that's so funny. It's so rookie. It's such a rookie move of him, but I think he's handling it really well for, for being 18 years old and for getting all this hype around him. I, I mean, well done for holding his own against these, these legends that are surrounding him on a, on a daily basis. I mean, think about it. His first matchup was with Crosby and they won that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure to to be the number one draft pick and to be 18 years old facing one of the greatest uh hockey players in in the league so so hats off to him i i think he's holding his own and he's doing a great job so far he's got a good head on his shoulders all right let's move on to the baseball playoffs christine the league championship series are set yes. for both of them nationally and the american leagues you have texas and houston in the american league in the national league the surprising arizona diamondbacks will play the philadelphia phillies uh what do you think about the baseball playoffs thus far well, who you win is to go to the world series i was kind of secretly hoping for like an interstate uh league like a texas versus texas i think that's kind of fun um i figured the phillies would make it this far just because they, they looked pretty good all year round. I think they looked like a pretty good team, and so did the Diamondbacks. And I know people have a little gripe still against the Astros, but, you know, being being a White Sox fan, I'm excited to potentially see uh, Jose Abreu get a ring. He deserves it with, with everything that, that he's been through with the White Sox and the amount of su personal success that he uh oh, oh, we lost our we lost our uh oh we lost our connection uh with her, but hopefully we'll we'll we'll, we'll reconnect uh with her. Uh yeah, I mean I think for me I think this is you know oh here she comes, but yeah, uh there she is. All I right. just got kicked out. <laughs> yeah, that that the you old know, technology what can't say that. What were you saying about Jose Abreu and you hope he uh, he they go to the World Series? Oh and yeah, just just because of like his personal accomplishments over the years, he deserves to to really solidify it all with with a ring i think regardless of what people think of the astros i think he he deserves to to get a ring oh before we get up out of here shouts out to the chicago sky uh, they yeah. hired uh, the current um now former uh nba assistant 
uh, assistant coach from the New Orleans Pelicans and former WNBA player yeah. Teresa, yeah. aka Teaspoon Weatherspoon, to Dude. become their next head coach. Yeah. Shout out to That's this guy. Awesome. Yeah, I mean she's one like one of the all time greats, you know, in uh, mm-hmm. both. Uh, like like you said, you know, she's been coaching, you know, assistant coaching in the. Uh, with an NBA, she you won. I think she won a title in WNBA, if I'm not mistaken. She went to Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech um, in the A's. I remember first seeing her uh, you know, playing for a lot of tech. So this is someone that's, you know, wanted this shot. So, uh, look, good for her. And, look, I think they, they scored uh, they scored a good one here. Uh, this is this guy. They just went for the fences, and they, they made it. And, you know, she's always wanted to be, a, you know, a head coach. So uh, good for her. Christine. They scored a good one. Ha-ha. <laughs> good, good job, Lakina. Yeah, well, he was a, well, he was, he was a scorer, big scorer back in the day. So, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the move for Christine? I think that's awesome. You know, is this – no, this can't be the first female head coach for the Sky, is it? I believe it is. I believe it is. Yeah, that's pretty awesome then. I think that it's been long overdue and, and a good move for, for the organization. And that's an exciting, an exciting, exciting time. You know, hopefully they can bring a general manager next that can help her yeah. bring the players that she needs. I know the yeah. sky barely made the playoffs this year, but of course this team was different than the one that won the title a couple of years ago. Do you think uh, do you think the Liberty can uh, can uh, perhaps made a series against the Aces, or do you think the Aces will uh, get their get their back to back? They they game three is on Sunday. You know what? Secretly, I'm I'm rooting for the Aces just because fellow South Dakotan girl Becky Becky Hammond just you know for the Aces and so cheering her on there. All right, we'll see. And that and that game through will be at at ABC at two o'clock. So if you want to take a break from the 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 football or whatever, you can guys can check that out on ABC if you would like. Also, a big sh- uh, shout real quick before we uh before we go to Simone Biles. Um, she, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last weekend, but she became the most decorated gymnast, uh, both men, men or women. I mean, she won what there were four medals, um, including the team gold, of course, the all around gold. Of course, she won two medals in the event finals. Also, Fred Richard, who uh, became a who won a bronze with the team, and also two uh, won bronze in the all around with the first time. I think uh, American has done that, American man has done that since like in 10 years. So, and Koi Young, who become who won two silvers in the event finals. So uh looks like you know, things are up for the uh the US uh gymnastics team. Yeah, can't wait for the Summer Olympics next year in uh, uh, isn't it in Paris, if yep. I'm not mistaken? Yeah, okay. In Paris. We oui, we oui. yes. yeah. yeah, so uh should be a lot of fun next year. So anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh disperse? It's it'll be uh I think it's gonna be a nice, hopefully a nice weekend for football. College football, it should be fun. I know Colorado's playing tonight against an ugly Stanford team, but they should be able to win. Hopefully Oregon-Washington will be a classic tomorrow, along with Christine's Notre Dame fighting Iowa against USC, of course, Sunday with the NFL. What about you, Christine? What are you looking forward to this weekend? Oh, boy. So last weekend we were at uh, the University of South Dakota football game. That was fun. They We saw them uh, face off Murray State for their homecoming. Um, and now nice. this weekend we're gonna we're just gonna watch more football and do a little hiking out west and yeah just yeah have a good weekend football and hiking uh, look you'll, you'll, football you'll be away and hiking the, yeah you'll be away <laughs> from the rain so uh, yes. you know, you'll be away from the rain so I know you guys will be nice and dry so I know you guys are gonna be glad about that with that said you can follow me at Kingdom McGee on the Twitter X at Kingdom McGee on the IG 
You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter, X in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80, S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you on social media? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at cmanica underscore kxrb right there. And you still have the bird, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I still have the bird. <laughs> right. oh, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. Okay. Of course, you can check out Sports every Monday, every Friday at noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports on Chicago's uh, Twitter page. I'll be mean, a Twitter, Twitter, and a YouTube page. So make sure you guys check it out anytime, anywhere you you like. And don't forget, you can catch Sports on Chicago uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year on Roku TV. All right, yeah, absolutely. You, can, you know, just go to the App Store, whatever app you have. Type in Sports of Chicago. You catch our show, Sean and Maya, the Smoke Fellas. I know uh, Jay Paul's excited for his Dolphins this weekend. Um, but yeah, a whole lot more. So make sure you guys check it out. Yep. For Lakina, for Christine, I'm Sid. This has been Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago. Make it a great weekend for most of you in the country. Uh, stay dry and stay safe. And let's go, uh, Bears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>